CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Bosch Software Innovations. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sunjog All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjog All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTR Live, and look for this show as hashtag Law Enforcement. Today's topic is transforming law enforcement through technology, and our guests for today's show are Bill Cahoe, who's the CIO with King County in Washington. Hi, Bill. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We also have uh, Greg Sur, who's the Chief of Police, San Francisco, California. How are you, Greg? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning to you. And uh, we have Luther Reynolds, Assistant Chief of Police, Management Services Bureau at Montgomery County uh, Police Department. How are you, Luther? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Definitely. It's an honor to have all three of you. Now, technology, as you know, has helped to transform businesses in all industries, but those innovations aren't just limited to business. So the police and government are in the business of eliminating crime, and increasingly new technologies are enabling that. So today, we invited a CIO and some heads of police in order to discuss how these tools need to be implemented and how it will make a difference in our communities. So as a first question, um, I'll go to you, Greg. Uh, how do you see the crime landscape morphing? And what do you see are the challenges that it has introduced for your department? Well, I, I, I would say probably the biggest thing is what people are interested in taking and stealing. So uh, obviously identity um, fraud and theft, that, that's a big concern. But probably the biggest thing is our street sales of narcotics um, have all but disappeared, save a couple of neighborhoods here in San Francisco. And those folks that used to traffic in narcotics are now trafficking uh, electronic goods. Uh, auto burglaries are way up. Cell phone theft is up. Uh, the state just initiated a kill switch that's, that's helping out a little bit. And then uh, a lot of our criminals, uh, like everybody else in the, in the world right now, is going on social media uh, posting themselves with guns. So we, we do a lot with social media. Uh, and then, you know, everything now in the digital world uh, is cross-county, cross-state lines. And so we need to be more regional in our approach to our uh, attacking of crime. Luther, what do you see in your, uh, in your region? I think Greg hit, hit on the, the main issues. Uh, everything that traditionally occurred in the past is now occurring online. Uh, so there's a whole lot of things that we have to pay attention to, prostitution, um, the use of cell phones, uh, identity theft, uh, fraud, um, the use of social media, uh, luring people to locations through things like Craigslist, and we have rapes and robberies, and a lot of those things are initiated and occur online. Uh, and it's it's a, a whole new challenge for us, and, and another challenge also is there's a lot of things that we might look for information previously through a search warrant that we could get, and we could gather that information legally through a valid search warrant that now we might go to a device that actually we can't get that information, uh, which offers a, a unique and uh, difficult challenge for us also. 
So, Bill, this is interesting. Both Greg and Luther say that what they used to find being in a patrol car is now being found or being dealt with in sitting in front of a computer. What does that do uh, or what, what does that pose as a challenge for you? Because you, you had a different strategy, a different uh, directive, if you will, and all that ha- is fundamentally changing. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is this explosion of data that's available, um, whether it's social media, video, um, and it's really, really uh, creating a new way of doing business, if you will, for a lot of our our uh, police departments and our King County Sheriff's Office and and uh, and other law enforcement uh, entities. They traditionally um, a lot of the systems that they were using didn't have this uh, this type of information. Um, they were pre- very siloed. And now what we're seeing is this need to not only take social media and video, but kind of like this big data concept, really mash those together and really provide information uh, that um, at a much faster rate than, than they're used to having. And it really requires um, expertise that traditionally the uh, IT departments uh, within these entities didn't have. So it's it's creating a, a whole new universe for law enforcement in terms of the uh, expertise that they need. <clears throat> they need more data scientists and the ability to really use information in a in a new way um, to fight some of these these crimes that we're seeing with whether it's identity theft or or. Uh, <clears throat> crimes committed over social media. So um, it really requires an adjustment in the traditional way of providing IT services uh, to law enforcement. You know, you know, this is Greg, if I can piggyback on Bill's comment there, that the other thing it does, and and Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it's here in San Francisco, our IT, our our, uh, CIO came from Cisco, and she's great at computers while we're good at what we were good at. And there's been a real meshing over the four years we've been together of her understanding what we want versus her just making the computers do what she knows how to make it do. So I think that the the civilian world and their expertise coming into law enforcement and mixing has really got us moving um, forward in, in leaps and bounds here in San Francisco. So... Uh, so, so Luther, a question for you. So think about a crime life cycle or crime prevention life cycle. So you got to have something reported, and then you have to identify who did it, and then you go and uh, do some sort of an intervention, and then apprehend the person, and then go through the whole process of making sure it doesn't happen again. How, if you look at the whole life cycle, what all pieces are actually moving online versus a hybrid of online and in person? Well, I, I tell you one thing uh, right off the bat that strikes me when you ask that question is there's an underreporting of crimes in general. A lot of the communities that need us the most most often are underreporting crimes, so we have to reach those communities. Well, now with um, the new technologies and, and social media and a lot of the things that are occurring online, the initial report, the actual knowledge uh, that we need to, to know that these crimes are occurring that's a challenge in and of itself. So there's there's a lot of work that we have to do to actually make sure that people are reporting their victimization, that we actually know who's being victimized, 
and there's a tremendous amount of jurisdictional challenges. Like Greg said, I think that we need to work more regionally and more collaboratively because a lot of the crimes are occurring in different jurisdictions. The victims might be in my jurisdiction, but maybe the suspects are in another jurisdiction. So there's a lot of uh, work that needs to be done, a lot of business analytics, a lot of um, data gathering. We are doing things like uh, data-driven policing. So we have to do a lot of work to get that data to be able to make those arrests and those apprehensions. And typically one offender is responsible for a large amount of the crime. And so doing the follow-up, and it, it often entails a lot of work with technology, but also a lot of regional cooperation and collaboration with other jurisdictions. So, Greg, do you see that cooperation that uh, Luther is talking about? Is that available or is that work in progress? And it's a, or it's a, just a dream because people fundamentally did not behave like that. They did not think about law enforcement encroaching into uh, getting into technology, etc. And, and that's something new for them. And if you go out and reach out to them and ask for information, they would just be surprised. OK, so why is police coming to us? You know, we're lucky. You know, uh, Twitter's uh, centered here. Facebook's just down the road. All those founders live here. We have a lot of people that help us out with uh, technical expertise. I've actually spoken a couple times at Microsoft uh, events. We're very fortunate in that in San Francisco, you know, obviously we're doing well right now um, as far as our economy goes. So I, I believe we're the only police department uh, maybe even in the country, where every single San Francisco police department, uh, San Francisco patrol officer has a, a city-paid-for smartphone with Internet access and California criminal data available on that phone. So when we get a call uh, on, 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 a, on a crime, for instance, at, at our Outside Lands Festival, where we get 75,000 people a day, Elton John will be there this year. There was a, 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 a teenage son who was suicidal and got lost last year at the concert. We were able to put his picture out on every single officer's phone at that festival, and we found him within 10 minutes. So, I, I mean, we're, we're able to do things in real time because this our data warehouse is web-based. Our phones have Internet access, and we can get access to California criminal data and work closely with the counties that neighbor San Francisco. So although their systems, they're, they're, that's still a, a, a holy grail to be obtained where everybody can see what everybody else has because some places, in fact, many places are still on client servers. And until we all get on the web where we can interconnect, we're not going to be where we need to be. And of, of course, probably the the story of all time that demonstrates that, that needs to happen would be 9-11 itself, whereas if everybody knew everything that everybody else knew at the time, we might have actually been able to prevent that. So uh, coming to you, Bill, uh, what do you think are the type of requests coming from the police department, which you feel even you may not be ready for yet? Well, you know, there's the foundational uh, technology that in, in our county um, needs to be upgraded. And so a lot of uh, time has been spent, like, on our radio system and, and uh, doing things like encrypting uh, the laptops in the, in the uh, deputies' uh, vehicles. Um, so there's, there's the traditional uplift of the um, technology that's been used over time um, but what we really see is 
is, as the other guests have, have uh, indicated, this need for data and, and this need for information quickly, this need for um, integration across jurisdictions, the, the, the data analytics so that you can um, really increase the, the safety of the, of the officers and provide information that's timely that aids in, in arrests and, and other things that they need. So uh, it's a, again, it's a real shift in what is needed from the traditional technology that's been very siloed uh, in, in many cases. Uh, where they need to communicate across jurisdictions with the state, uh, with, with the feds, uh, to get all the information and put that in one place. Um, that's a whole new way of doing business. That's a, uh, a, some new expertise. That's new ways of thinking. Um, we're not really seeing a lot of those requests yet, but we are seeing the need for data to move <clears throat> much faster and be much more integrated between jurisdictions and between departments in King County. Let's take a quick break. Listeners will be right back. And let's talk about the speed at which the crime has shifted because they're already being quoted by uh, uh, Luther and Greg. And, and Bill, you, when you mentioned about the shift is still to happen on the technology front, perhaps we are lagging behind the request and the requests have not been made yet. When they actually start coming to us, it's already too late because maybe, maybe way too many crimes would have already been committed because we were not prepared. So what is being done today? What changes are being made in people, process, and technology to get ready with it? Let's explore that more when we come back. Please stay tuned. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to HP.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, uh, Bill, when you look at the requests already made by, uh, by both Greg and Luther, they, they spoke that they need 
this data and they need that technology in place and you're saying that the requests are not coming through, is something getting filtered? Um, I think what <clears throat> what we're seeing is that um, they're, they're, they know this information is out there, but what they really need is some expertise in how to put it together and to um, create that vision that we can start to move to. So the, the requests that we have right now are really uplifting a lot of their existing technology, the records management systems, their, their uh, the technology and infrastructure in their vehicles, their ability to communicate uh, with those systems and with our uh, EMV. Um, and really what we're looking at is what, what does that request look like in terms of um, more, better data analytics, more use of uh, social media and other things. And I think you know, there's a lot of policy uh, and privacy concerns. Um, there's the uh, the expertise uh, within the departments to really help them create those visions and then therefore put those requests forward. Um, there's also, uh, you know, uh, budget concerns within uh, many governments in terms of uh, what they can and can't do and in terms of getting um, getting uh, the request through and getting technology projects funded. Um, sometimes there's a choice there between the, the number of law enforcement deputies and uh, technology projects that, that have to occur, technology staff. So um, I think what Greg said in terms of us coming together as an IT community with, um, <clears throat> with the uh, law enforcement entities and really, really creating a, a partnership in terms of uh, how can technology enable enable them more today, and what do those requests really need to be packaged and look like to move them forward to the future to take better advantage of of the data that that's there? So it's a new relationship. It's a, it's a new way of looking at budgets, uh, but there's also some some policy concerns that uh, that also need to be vetted, and those those are uh, those can be problematic as well. So, Greg, you might be, and you and Luther might be an interesting spot because you want to get things done. Perhaps you're measured by the number of crimes that you're able to prevent. And at the same time, your, your hands are tied behind your back because the landscape is shifting. So do you think you need to manage up and manage down to make sure that you're able to build a business case so you get funding and thus be able to have all the tools you need? Well, I, this is Greg. I, I, I would say uh, that was the case when I first got here, um, but I, I'm fortunate that my mayor is very um, – he's real big on innovation, and obviously we're San Francisco, so we're, we're probably the tech hub of the world. Um, and then I'm fortunate that I had a good relationship with uh, the state's attorney general because she was our district attorney. So uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good when it comes to having – those sort of things. And then, like I said, San Francisco right now is doing well as far as our economy goes. So we went what, what I was allowed to do because the mayor and I came in new at the same time is we were able to just go away completely from uh, where we were. We scrapped our client server and we switched over to this Oracle-based crime data warehouse that's web-based. The mayor took a chance on something. A very good friend of mine was one of the founders of Microsoft. I mean, of uh, Netscape, and he had always talked to me about, "Hey, if you ever get a chance, this is what you need to do." So I've kind of been able to put uh, what he and I always talked about in place. And we've already completed a web-based crime data warehouse. We have live crime mapping. As I already said, every officer has a smartphone that 
the attorney general mm-hmm. changed some policies and now now the officers have the, the the hard token that they carry and the password that they know as our security to that and we actually track our citations. So we're we're really, really down the tracks when it comes to um, being where we want to go. And I think that that's kind of the key is, is Bill spoke to where a lot of the problems uh, that occur is you get bogged down trying to update what you have, which makes you dependent on outside vendors, especially if you're on a client server, where if we have engineers in-house and or we contract directly with Oracle if we need to do something that our folks can't do. So we even have our, our the next five years mapped out of, of where we want to go. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's a, we're in a good place here in San Francisco after being really stuck for a long time. So, um, Luther, if you were to look at your department, assume that you had the technology like Greg mentioned, and by the way, Greg, congratulations on that innovation that you've been doing. Now, so coming back to you, Luther, if you had the technology, what do you think is going to be a challenge from people and processes standpoint for you? The people so means have, your own people, your police department. So we have um, finite resources. And when we look at, are we going to get more officers uh, and, and the, the cost of officers and, and everything that goes along with that, it's not likely that we're going to grow in the, in the numbers that we would like to. So we have to focus on areas where we know we're going to get a great return on investment. And we know that technology is kind of that force multiplier, the X factor. And there's two things that we have to focus on. One is the troops and how we can best support them. And two is our mission. And and I think, um, could you repeat, you're, you're saying the challenges that we would have with people? Yeah, so people, suppose you have all the technology, do you see the, the your own police department and the crew, are they embracing the change because they are supposed to fundamentally shift what they were being trained for and what they had been using all along, whether it's a process or the mindset that they carried? So I find that the, the young generation of officers that we are growing into as an agency, we've had a lot of turnover, uh, embrace, and not only do they embrace technology and welcome it, they expect it. So as an organization, we have got to go in that direction uh, where Greg is in San Francisco. Um, I, I can't say that we have quite that level of, of um, infrastructure within our area, but we're pretty close. We have a lot of, in the national capital region, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, where we're located. Uh, we have a lot of support, a lot of good infrastructure, a lot of fiber, a lot of speed, um, a lot of capacity to build on. So we're in a good place in that regard. But things are changing so quickly. When you look at an officer's car today versus what it looked like just 10 years ago with mobile data computers, with electronic electronic control devices, body-worn cameras, things are changing very quickly. And what I find our challenge is, is to do a few things really well and execute well. There's no um, lack of ideas. There's a lot of people with a lot of really good ideas, a lot of vendors, that have great ideas, but we really have to be strategic and focus back on those two things, on our officers and our mission, and say, okay, what are the things that are going to give us the greatest return? And so the people part of it actually is not our greatest challenge. I think our greatest challenge is to connect our databases. We have a lot of different data sets. We have a lot of things regionally that we need to share amongst jurisdictions because crime doesn't have boundaries, right? But yet, how we collect data and how we do a lot of things are, are limited to the boundaries that we have. 
So we're overcoming those things through technology. And in order to be able to make good decisions, we have to get that information to the officers real time and get it to the right people in the right place so that we can be the most effective. And that's constantly a challenge because things are changing so quickly. Bill, when we talk about connectivity and having data connected across multiple counties, regions, or even nationally, ideally the technology is there. And in fact, a lot of, lot of that technology may have already been procured. So what's the holdup? So I am seeing that we're, we're integrating a lot more um, with other jurisdictions. I think some of that plumbing has traditionally been there and we're expanding that. Um, in terms of data hubs and getting information from whether it's the state or the feds or others. I think the w- what I'm seeing and what I'd like to convey is a different, um, a different relationship in terms of thinking about IT, um, whether it's the sheriff's office in our county or, or uh, uh, a city, whatever it may be. And it's kind of like what Greg described is that uh, we have to be strategic partners um, with our uh, sheriff's office and the investment of dollars um, is, a, is a real struggle. I mean, do you, do you have more, you know, do you have get more officers, do you invest more in IT, what's the return on investment? So we have to rethink that relationship. We have to rethink, again, how budgets are put together. And we have to be very strategic in terms of what we, the projects that we take on in, in an area of focus really, and, and uh, your guests have said this, is the integration of this data not and, and connecting uh, more and more with, with other data sources and then really being able to put that together quickly and display it and provide that information to the officers, whether it's a smartphone or another device. So that's really the the change, the game changer is I think we have a lot of the connections, um, but a lot of those, a lot of that data comes back into um, siloed uh, devices, if you will. And what we really need to do is take it to the next level and add this layer of not just data integration, but data analytics on top of that, and then push that data out um, with some predictive type of uh, intelligence out to the officers so that they're, they're more informed, uh, they're a lot safer, and they have more information in terms of um, where they need to focus their time. Um, so this is really, I think, focusing a different relationship within uh, departments. IT traditionally has been kind of off to the side, as Greg said, and in, in San Francisco, it sounds like that relationship has changed and they're getting a lot of benefit from that. But then there's the investment part as well in terms of how, do you, how much do you invest in IT and at what cost is that in, in, um, in maybe sacrificing in other areas. That's a, that's a difficult, um, that's a difficult uh, discussion. So, Greg, when it comes to what you just mentioned where you were able to deploy a certain set of technologies, et cetera, and then we, we, we had uh, Luther and Bill mention the challenges that people have. What do you think, is there, is there a common denominator across multiple regions you see some commonality or there are practices the way crime is handled differs across jurisdictions? Well, again, I'm, a, I'm all the way on the West Coast and Luther's all the way on the East Coast and I couldn't agree with them more. You know, I mean, we, we need to give our, our uh, cops and deputies what they need to be successful 
And um, I don't know about Luther, but if you put me, I was in a radio car for a long time. If you put me in a radio car right now, it'd be, it'd be scary. I mean, there's so much going on in a radio car that uh, officers and deputies have to consider, and they are really, really good at it. So we, we do a lot of feedback back and forth with our officers on what they need, what they want. They really wanted the, the, uh, what we call CalPhoto on their phones uh, to make IDs so they could have ready pictures. They really wanted connectivity in the cars uh, in addition to the phones, so we made that happen. Uh, and, and again, just as Luther, Luther said, the, the young officers cannot believe that they don't have more or we can't make what we have do more, whereas for me, we just got department-wide email four years ago when I first came in. So we were so resistant to do things and now we have these young officers that are really kind of driving us to, to do more. And I still have the, the, the old officers that are resistant. I got about 10 or 15% of my cops that are totally underutilizing or not using their phones at all. So we're trying to get them in the game because once, once they see what this technology can do, it really is an efficiency that keeps officers in the field. It, it, it just made no sense to us. That, that where we can get something that's handheld to the officers to keep them outside on patrol where the public wants them, where they can see them, where their presence is prevention versus having to wear a path out back and forth to a station to work on a desktop computer uh, in 2015 in a city like San Francisco. Let's take a quick break. Let's just, we'll be right back. And Greg, I'm going to come back to you yet again and ask you, Compare yourself to a business and nothing more precious than a human life. What is not enough of a strong business case, which prevents all of you to not get enough budget to be able to deploy the right type of people, processes and technology to safeguard the interest of citizens who are essentially taxpayers, who are essentially making sure that your bills are paid and your salaries are paid. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to hp.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Jog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. 
If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All. Welcome back. So, Greg, I cannot go and tell my family that we are not safe enough because government doesn't have the budget to fund a police department which is supposed to protect us. That's simply no, and not I, done. And, and nor should you, Sanjog. So, so I, I think as we were talking off air, though the, there are only a finite amount of dollars uh, within government at every level because you just – I mean, here in San Francisco, we have a requirement that we balance our budget – annually. So to that end, regardless of how well the city of San Francisco is doing, Mayor Lee has to make that decision as who gets what piece of the pie. And so, you know, we've been fortunate in law enforcement here in San Francisco where he, he does believe tremendously in what you suggest that public safety is of paramount concern. But, but anybody that's been to San Francisco, we also have uh, a, lot, a, a big divide between the very, very wealthy and the less fortunate. And so there's uh, a lot of folks saying that, hey, more money should go to housing, to social programs, uh, and on and on and on. So, so it's, it's, with every jurisdiction, it's a balancing act. Uh, but, but absolutely, public safety is of the utmost priority to my mayor, and, and he has supported me and my department uh, tremendously, maybe like at no other time in the history of San Francisco with regard to technology and efficient that, that make us more efficient. So like, as Luther was saying, um, to, to basically be that force multiplier to keep my cops on the street, solve crimes faster, and just be smarter about how we do things. Luther, let's, let's have you paint a picture which could be more utopic, assuming you had the dollars, about a state of uh, how we are handling law enforcement so that everybody's happy. What would that look like? Um, so I, I would agree with everything Greg said. I, I think that for us, it's actually not a dollar issue per se. Even if I had all the money in the world, I would have to be very careful about what I would do, what I would invest in, how I would execute on those projects, how I would coordinate each one of those pieces. And there's, it takes time to, to do technology, right? Even with all the money in the world, it takes time, it takes collaboration, it, it takes a lot of work with policies. We have to be very careful with the decisions. A good example would be body-worn cameras. We're just beginning uh, to enter into a pilot phase. There's laws in the state of Maryland that are in the legislature right now that are being modified to enable us to do a full program in the state of Maryland and in our jurisdiction, Montgomery County. Each one of the words in that legislation has a real impact on things like privacy, um, when the cameras are turned on, when they're turned off, public trust, um, Freedom of Information Act. So the only reason why I use that example is that there's a big impact to what we do with technology. Um, license plate readers, you, you could go on and, and list a lot of different technologies that are, that are very good technologies, but you have to have a good policy that frames those so that we can build and strengthen our relationship with the communities that we serve we can build confidence with our officers so that we further our mission and keeping our community safer. And like I said earlier, there's no lack of ideas. I think one of the real 
um, cautions I would have for anybody is it's not how can you do a bunch of new ideas. It's how can you do the really important ones really well. Like Greg described, I think what they're doing with their, their phones is outstanding. That takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes careful implementation. And so it's not really a dollar issue. I find that we're inefficient sometimes with how we use our existing dollars. I've found in our, our department that we've done a lot more in the last couple of years with the same amount of money. We just have been a little bit smarter, a little bit more careful. And this is a very complex issue, and it takes a lot of work from a lot of different people to really focus on. Again, I always go back to those two things, the troops and the mission. How can we better serve them? How can we keep our people more safe? How can we do better with what we have? Because there are so many things changing, and we have to build confidence as we go down that path. And I don't know if that, that, that helps, but it's a really complex challenge. And the one thing that, that we really have to do is we have to be strategic, we have to be collaborative, we have to be very intentional, we have to be good at executing. And with technology in particular, I found it underutilized and poorly executed, both, I think, in the private and the public sector. And I think policing is getting a lot better at that now because we've been forced to do more with the resources we have. And I think we've begun to develop those partnerships like Greg described with the private institutions and with other government entities, with uh, things like police foundations, because um, there's a lot of support for public safety, but we have to be good stewards of the resources we have. They are finite. They always will be. So, Bill, we all say that in order to be successful, we have to make things simple. But in many cases, the most difficult thing is to make things simple. Do you think your department can come to help by leveraging any of this big data, Internet of Things, cloud, predictive policing, any other disruptive technology or computing paradigm that may be available, or even the existing one, so that we simplify and, as Luther said, stick to the mission and be able to help and, and uh, empower the troops to be able to do their jobs? Yeah, I think what Luther said really resonates uh, here in King County is that uh, you know, it's, you have to be strategic um, in how you approach the use of technology and not just, you know, use the shotgun approach and just try different things. I mean, when I, you know, I don't support the uh, sheriff's office directly. I'm the CIO for King County, so indirectly uh, I have some, uh, oh, some oversight of some projects and some infrastructure that we support. But what I see is, you know, there's so many devices uh, in the vehicles now and so many devices on that they have to wear. Um, I, you know, when they walk in the room, um, I'm amazed at, at all, all the things that they have. And I'm wondering to myself, how do they know when and how to use all these things? Um, and so that, that's really been um, something that I've, I've seen. And, and what we need to do, as you said, is, is, how do we simplify that? How can we integrate maybe some of these devices and the information that they need to, to one device, as Greg mentioned, uh, via smartphone or other things? That really, as Luther said, takes uh, – we need to be strategic. We need to sit down and partner together, not just within a county or a city, but cross-jurisdictional as well and really create that strategic plan. But what we need to do is change our mindset uh, as Luther uh, indicated as well, around the length of 
the projects. Uh, some of these projects can take years. And, and what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is some, some very agile, quick hits, um, short-term projects that uh, will provide a lot of value. And to do that, uh, we need to provide the expertise. Um, and so I see my, more of my central IT staff being involved uh, with the sheriff's office who traditionally have, you know, have had a, uh, their own IT staff, but that gets very limiting from a budget and a, and a skill set uh, perspective. So to be reasonable, Greg, uh, we would like to, of course, all think that, yes, everybody is working towards that better a betterment of the police department so that the law enforcement really starts working. So if you did a show again, one year from now, we should not have the same discussion. We should have some progress. So what all do you think will need to come together or who all will need to work together in order for us to start seeing an incremental improvement and say in X number of years, we will be able to reach a specific milestone? Uh, well, first of all, I, I I didn't know what this show was going to be about, but I, I, I couldn't agree with Bill and Luther. I just love listening to their listen to the, what they say. I wish I had them here in San Francisco because um, they're spot on. Um, what, 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 when we're talking about all this stuff, right, when we put things in place, and, we, and we've done a lot of change management here in San Francisco, and I didn't even know what change management was because I'm a cop and I had to learn about it. But it, it has to go in and it has to make sense to the officers. If, you, if they think that you're giving them more to do or making it more complicated, they'll just shut it down. So we made sure that when we put the police reports on the smartphone, that they look exactly like the police report they were familiar with, whereas at prior attempts using client servers, we were going through masks, and it, it, it was just, it was laborious. Now it literally looks like a pre-formatted Word document they just have to populate it, move the cursor around, and it instantly populates into our data warehouse. And then they can search that data back 10 years to make their cases, so it makes their job easier. So I think what Bill was saying, and, and again, I couldn't agree more, you need to get people like Bill and like Susan Merritt that I have here in, in San Francisco from Cisco and other super smart people. We in law enforcement need to be smart enough that we're not smart enough about this. And you've got to bring in people that are project managers that thirst for the next project. We've, we've got to get on Gantt charts and milestones and the vision has to be mapped out. Uh, with with maybe a wild card coming in now and again if somebody comes up with something that is just going to be a, a game changer that you could plug in. But your projects have to be mapped out. People that finish projects, if, if you give it to a cop whose technology has been his or her hobby, they may be good at it relative to all the other cops, but we, have, we, we are measured in 25- and 30-year careers and cops will take that long to finish something if they're enjoying working on it. We need to have short-term projects, finishers that get them done to give the cops what they need, and, and it has to be an overall strategy going forward. And, we, and then we can get this done. I think in years to come, uh, as everything gets less expensive, um, smartphones will be in the hands of every police officer, just like walkie-talkies are. Every single cop will be on be wearing a body camera, the price of the data storage will have come down, and we will have figured out all these policies that Luther explained unbelievably well 
that are just so unbelievably complicated. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Luther, when we come back, let's explore the specific dampers or stumbling blocks that we are likely to face or maybe facing right now, which we need to tackle before we can see success to the degree we all like to. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to HP.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All. Welcome back. So, Luther, we know the intent is there, and perhaps there has also been uh, effort put in. Are there any dampers or stumbling blocks or, or, or things which are essentially holding us back or just slowing us down? Well, a couple things I would say. One, uh, just to build on to what Greg already said, how do we measure success and define that? And then and I'll answer the stumbling blocks question. Simply, we leave it better than how we found it. I think that's a, a, a real simple definition of leadership. And I think oftentimes with technology in particular, we'll do all kinds of projects. And at the end of a whole lot of work, I'm not so sure we're better off than where we were prior to the expenditure of those dollars, the, the initiative, and other things. So one simple, I think, measurement of how I would define success is when I leave, things are better than how I inherited them. And I think with technology, that in and of itself is a challenge. So some of the stumbling blocks, of course, we talked a little bit about fiscally, policy, and legal issues. And I think that we as leaders have actually got to get better at saying no and actually hitting the pause button and saying, okay, I like that idea, but we need to explore that further, and we need to look at what, what are the fundamental aspects of what we're doing currently, um, how can we do those better, and, and we talked a little bit about body-worn cameras, and I'll give you an example of, um, uh, I was in a, a, a public meeting recently, and, and we're just uh, beginning to talk about this issue, and somebody said, well, you know, this is a lot of money, it's going to cost upwards to a couple million dollars to get started, 
And, and you know, but we have to do this because we need public trust, and these cameras are going to essentially give us public trust. And I had to stop in the meeting, and I said, hold on a minute. We really have to manage expectations. Body-worn cameras, a device that sits on your, your uniform, is not going to give us public trust. If we don't have that, which thankfully we do in Montgomery County, I think have a very strong level of, of trust and relationship with our community, a device like that is not going to give that to us. So there's a lot of things that that device does do for us to help us to become better leaders, to be a better agency. It's a great augment, uh, a, a supplement to to our practices for evidence collection. Uh, it can help us with accountability. It can help us with uh, a whole lot of things. But our public trust is gained through our contact with our community and solving problems and, and every single day, every contact, at a, one at a time, um, over years and years and years is how we get public trust. And so we know that even though we have it, we have to continue to build on that, and just technology alone is not going to give us that. So in terms of stumbling blocks, I think that we as an entity in law enforcement and public safety have got to look at things globally. As Greg said with 9-11, I think we learned a lot from the 9-11 Commission report. I need to work with, for example, internally with our fire department. There's a lot of overlaps in what we do. I need to look at our Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security. I need to look at um, the business community, the residential community. As we make decisions, we need to make sure that they're included in those decisions, and whether it's use of social media, how we communicate with the communities that we serve. Ed Davis, who was the commissioner in Boston at the time of the Boston Marathon, did a great job with Twitter and, and a lot of the things that Greg's doing in San Francisco, and I think most good agencies should be doing and are doing. There's a lot of ways of communicating with the people that we serve that don't cost a lot of money. What, what Ed Davis did in, in Boston following the marathon, that really didn't cost them a whole lot in terms of resources or dollars, but they were positioned in the right place at the right time to really do a lot to serve their community and their troops. And um, there's a lot of ways that we can utilize technology to, to, to hit that sweet spot and really have an impact. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that costly. But we, I think our, one of our stumbling blocks is there's these great expectations. I think we need to manage those. and We need to uh, do the best with what we have and not necessarily constantly think about expanding and new and the, the newest and the greatest idea, um, but focusing on the fundamentals of what our mission is. And there's, there's a lot of room for improvement just doing that alone, I think. So, Bill, uh, looking at this whole big uh, journey, a long journey that we have in front of us, what would be the bite-sized projects which you feel a, a, a specific region could initiate so that you have some initial wins, some trust is established, and then you inch away into uh, making some good progress? Well, I think, um, as I said, we, we've traditionally taken on projects that have taken way too long, um, you know, and IT departments are shrinking in, in uh, the sheriff's office. Um, so what we need to do is it's not so much about, uh, as Luther said, the, the technology as it is, you know, what's the strategic vision and, and what are those bite-sized chunks that um, our, our sheriff's department needs to be successful? Um, so I can't point to a real specific thing other than, I know that we can do more with the integration of the data that, that we collect and that we receive via our integration hubs from these various jurisdictions. 
I think um, I think there's some small wins there, but I, myself as a technologist, I don't want to um, impose that project on my sheriff's department. I want to partner with them, better understand what their problems are today in terms of where where do they have some gaps in data, what data would provide them. Um, more information, more timely information, um, whether it's arrest or just for their own safety, and how can we simplify what they have today and, and better integrate that? So, you know, as, as Luther and Greg have have said, that create that's a different relationship. That's a different partnership with IT. Um, that's IT doing a better job of not just throwing technology um, at the officers, but actually. Um, better understanding um, what they do and how they do it. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, I think that's a, that's a partnership for the future. And so outside of a particular project, I think we need to work on that relationship and um, that, will, that will really benefit us in the future. One final question for you, Greg. Uh, what type of leadership do we need to demonstrate and what kind of culture is needed within the law enforcement groups so that we are eventually going to be able to meet our goals and be successful? Well, I, I think that, you know, uh, when you when I think Luther and I are, uh, you know, on the same page here, I think that you got to find somebody like Bill or that I've been fortunate to find in Susan Merritt and uh, you have to check your... Um, your chief's hat at the door, and you got to let her do what she does better than I could do, right? So she's better at IT than I am. I know what I want. I set my uh, vision. She knows what it is, and she is the she is the pinch point for the police department, not me. Just, just like Luther, there's a there's a ton of folks that are out there that are selling stuff. And they all come at us with when they find out you have this, that, or whatever budget to do. Every single person for me gets referred to my CIO, Susan Merritt, and will that fit into our plan? And if it won't fit into our plan, even if somebody thinks it's pretty cool, it's thank you very much. It's just like Bill said, you know, keeping it simple. What's the strategy? We know what we need and want to do. We know what our cops uh need and want to be most efficient and most successful. So instead of me um, uh, saying, hey, I think that's nice, uh, it, it, but she knows whether it can do what they say. She knows if we can make the data warehouse that we already have do what they say their thing can do. And so right now our priorities, we want to get e-citations on our smartphones so that all our traffic stop data is populated because the public wants to know who we're stopping and that we're being fair in who we're stopping and doing that so that, that it'll populate all of our demographics. We want more state and federal uh, data that we can pull into the crime data warehouse, and we want full case tracking of all the cases we're making so when people want an accurate picture of crime in San Francisco, we can give it to them with the push of a button. So that, that's where we're going. And anybody else that has anything that thinks that they can help us get there faster, if they can get it past my CIO, we'll do it. If they can't, we will not. On behalf of our show and listeners, thank you so much again, uh, Bill, Greg, and Luther, for sharing your thoughts on how we can transform our law enforcement through technology and make uh, this world a safer and a better place. Thank you, Sanjo. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much again. Uh, 
listeners, hope you enjoyed the conversation and uh, learned how law enforcement is helping us. Please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and sign up for our newsletter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Bosch Software Innovation.